is Jade Robran. Good afternoon. It is 25 minutes to 2 o'clock. I hope you're having a lovely afternoon. It's time to explore our state. And today we're meeting three very influential people taking Adelaide to the world. And Adelaide is fast becoming a hot spot for global innovation. And South Australia is, you know, in a transition, moving away from traditional manufacturing to high-tech industries of the future. And I'd like to introduce our guest. We've got Tom Haidu, who's Chief Innovator for South Australia. He's come here fresh from Hollywood. We'll find out why very, very soon. Well, we know why, because Adelaide's the best. Also, John Lindsay, consultant and company director, and Farron Foster, who is the editor of City Mag. Guys, thank you very much for joining the program. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you for having us. Tom, I'd like to start with you. You're from California. What brings you to Adelaide? Well, uh, California is one of the six Mediterranean climate zones in the world, as is Adelaide. So I'm attracted to the Mediterranean climate, but there's also a lot that Adelaide has going for it. Um, I kind of think of it as the same climate as Southern California with the nature from 100 years ago, the quality of life that we've lost in Southern California and the technology today. Now, you were awarded a visa, Australia's Distinguished Talent Visa. Tell me what you did in the U.S. to to be eligible for that. I built what was the largest music production company in the world, based in New York and L.A., Mm -hmm. and I also have a strategic innovation incubator uh, located in California. Okay, so the company was called Tom and Andy. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a bit about it and and what you produce, the music artists you work with, anyone I'd know? Um, Well, yeah, actually there's a movie that's just premiering this weekend, Um, but there's um, always something going on around Mm -hmm. the world. We've worked with a lot of um, people and and, uh, with a lot of artists that you may know. also worked in advertising and television as well as film and records but um they also have been pushing on um strategic innovations for a number of years so why did you want to get out of that and come to adelaide it seems like a a huge life change well the world has kind of shrunk to a point uh now with the way the internet works and Mm -hmm. i think one can really live just about anywhere i actually ran my companies from new york and la out of santa barbara for a while as a way of testing to see if i could really make the next step and it was actually really easy to do so um i think i think it really doesn't matter where you live anymore this is true Uh, now you are the chief innovator for south australia what's that what does that title mean Well, I provide strategic advice to the government on innovation opportunities uh, that have the potential to improve South Australia's attractiveness as an investment destination and grow the South Australia economy. Okay, so we've copped a big knock. It almost seems like every week there's a negative Nelly story that some business is closing or, you know, there's something not so great happening. So what? how can we change that? Well, I think there's a lot of great things happening. For example, in the context of new space, there's a big space congress coming up here in September. There's more investment in South Australian startups in new space than all of the rest of Australia put together. So when you talk about new space, you're really talking about the the industrial internet of things, for example. And that then goes into agriculture, climate, logistics, smart cities, etc. So I think we're really on the cusp of a major transformation, not only in South Australia and Adelaide, but also in what I call the fourth industrial revolution. What makes South Australia attractive? Are we a smart city? 
Actually, there's a very strong knowledge base here. We have three very strong universities. For example, the University of Adelaide is one of the strongest universities for machine learning in the world. Um, we have, we're very strong in, very, in a number of core competencies. I think what we need to do now is build the businesses around the knowledge base that we already have. Now, you recently went to the White House. Tell us about that experience. Why were you there? We did go to the White House. Um, That's a pretty big excursion. It was a long excursion. Uh, we were there because now um, Adelaide is uh, the first gig city to be connected to the uh, other gig cities in the U.S. through the U.S. Smart City Gig City Initiative. So now we're positioned to be able to collaborate to create gigabit applications that will drive the digital economy forward for the next couple of decades. Okay, so explain what a gig city is. A gig city is, well, it's still being defined because it's still pretty new, but mm. it basically has to do with uh, fiber infrastructure for the Internet that lets you upload and download information at gigabit speeds. Now, a few weeks ago, the Premier announced you as South Australia's first chief advisor on the innovation. Can you tell us more about what you'll be doing? Well, I just came back from California talking about South Australia to entrepreneurs and investors, and the feedback was actually very positive. Mm. I think one of the, uh, I think in some respects, Adelaide is one of the best kept secrets. So, um, I think a part of it is to, um, is to, uh, express the opportunities that we have in South Australia to the rest of the world. And as I said earlier, another part is to provide strategic uh, advice to, um, to the government going forward to, to uh, help to build the new economy. So what did you tell these potential businesses? Why were they attracted to Adelaide? Well, it's actually quite a simple uh, sell. Of course, I did tell uh, mention the space opportunities, but in addition to that, there's the renewables that pretty much everybody in the world is looking at mm. at Adelaide right now and how we handle renewables. Also, we have the most advanced uh, biotech precinct in the Southern Hemisphere. We also have the largest defense uh, industry in the Southern Hemisphere. So I think there are lots of very um, big opportunities ahead. In last year's budget, the state government invested almost $80 million to accelerate the state's transformation to a modern, innovative economy and create the jobs of the future. So, Tom, are we starting to see Adelaide emerging as a global hotspot for innovation with all of this support from the state government? I think we are starting to see that. And so, for example, Fleet, which is a new space company, has moved here. Uh, the CEO's from Rome. There's another company here called Neumann. They've moved here recently. That's another space company. I think... I I think there are some uh, real opportunities here. We have the infrastructure, and infrastructure is really what you need to build an economy. Now, John Lindsay, you're a consultant and company director and connect smart people who get stuff done with investors. I quite like that. Uh, talk to me about, you know, you're, you're part of the steering committee for the gig city of Adelaide. Can you tell us a, about that? Yeah, sure. Um, gig city is all about connecting uh, innovation businesses mm -hmm. uh, at high speed to the internet at really affordable prices. Now, the Geek City is being rolled out in 14 precincts around Adelaide, mm -hmm. um, and and that's from the Stratton Centre um, you know, in the city of Playford, the, uh, the Adelaide Smart City Studio that's run by the city of Adelaide, uh, the Tonsley Innovation Precinct and the neighbouring Science Park. Um, Tech Port at Osborne, Tech in SA in Theberton, Tech Park at Mawson Lakes, the Food Innovation Centre at the Wake Campus of the University of Adelaide, and various co-worker spaces like the Mill, which is uh, in the city, um, South Start in the city, and the St Paul's um, Centre, uh, and also the art specialists, um, Car Clue and the SA Film Corporation. So 
innovative businesses um, in those 14 precincts will be able to, to gain access to services. Uh, and we hope that as time passes, we'll be able to connect more sites. Why is this important? Um, affordable high-speed connections um, are... Uh, you know, the the basic communication tool of the next decade. So mm. if we're not actually uh, building systems around these high-speed connections and not actually um, making it available to see what can be done with it, uh, we're going to be stuck, you know, in the last decade. Is Adelaide a world leader in regards to gig cities? Oh, well, we are one of the world leaders in, in, in this regard and we're trying to um, fill some of the gap that's being left by by the not really gigabit, you know, NBN that's, uh, that, that we're, we're sort of stuck with. I mean, I was one of the early boosters for the NBN. I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be a fabulous thing and it, and it really hasn't you know, quite delivered on, it's uh, a bit on the flat, promise. hasn't it? <laughs> it has rather, and and part of the problem is that it's not economic for the service providers to use. It's actually still too expensive. Now, one day this will all be be solved, you know, mm. but and it's not our problem to solve it. You know, what we're trying to do is to uh, to create the demand uh, and demonstrate that it's actually easy to do, that we can produce affordable high speed services, and that we can bring really fast services to. Uh, to people who are out in the suburbs. So today, you know, right here in the city, as I look out the window, all the buildings that are nearby, uh, you can get reasonably affordable high-speed services in. But as soon as you go just, you know, one kilometre from where we're sitting, um, it's it's prohibitively expensive. Mm. If you would like to ask John a question about, uh, you know, Gig City Adelaide, give us a call on eight double two three double o double o. You know, it sounds like, uh, you know, gigabyte internet is set to re- revolutionise the way business work, you know, and co- collaboration in Adelaide. Can you tell us, uh, you know, about how businesses could utilise the gig? Yeah, um, we're in the middle of a of a of a shift of of IT services into the cloud. And um, ADSL services, uh, you know, will let one person use use some cloud services adequately. Mm. But as soon as you have even a small office of people, um, those tens of megabits uh, are no longer adequate. So um, the the gigabit speed connections mean that that larger groups of people can do things that are more collaborative, they can use more video. I mean, it's the sort of embarrassing thing, you know, what's the what's high-speed internet for? Well, you know, one of the big applications is video. Mm. Yes, it is. And um, after this uh, um, session, I'll be spending the rest of the afternoon on a, on a video conference with people in Brisbane. Um, previously, I would have got on a plane and I'd spend the next two days in Brisbane face-to-face with these people. I don't need to. And that communication where you can see people's faces... Um, and you know, hear how they hear, hear and see at the same time, and share screens on computers, and and move really large documents instantly. Um, it's a huge enabler. Can you tell us where can businesses and startups where can they go to access the Gig City Adelaide networks? Um, so they need to be in one of those fourteen precincts. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I suggest um, looking at, uh, at gigcity.com.au on mm-hmm. the internet. There's a, um, a fabulous website there that actually has the details of those precincts. Um, places like um, uh, Tonsley, um, if you want to do something that's at a really large scale, um, you know, the main assembly building, you can build out a, 
um, well, in fact, uh, Renewal SA will build you a, a beautiful pod in the main assembly building and uh, uh, and connect you to Gig City. Um, but but any of those other other locations, the co-worker spaces, um, you know, Innovisors Cohab um, at Tonsley, uh, the St Paul Centre, um, you will be able to get services uh, very soon. I can't say the exact date. I'll be stealing somebody's thunder. Um, but you'll be able to get services very soon. Caroline from Flagstaff Hill has called in to ask you a question. Hi, Caroline, you can ask John a question? Oh, yes, I would just love to know. Um, we live at Flagstaff Hill, which is suburbia in Adelaide. Um, we are on the tail end of the Brighton Exchange, but we cannot get broadband NBN the only satellite connection or only connection we can get is by satellite um, John I was wondering if you can answer why living in suburbia we don't live in the middle of the Simpson Desert why <laughs> we can't get NBN I, sh- I share your pain I mean I'm very fortunate I I, I live in the eastern suburbs and uh, um I can't get the NBN until you know 2020, according to the website. When I checked it yesterday, oh good, that's handy. Um, so um, you know, there probably um, is some kind of punishment for living in the eastern suburbs. So um, I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, I use a wireless service provider. There's a number of them around Adelaide. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention their name. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it doesn't it's, bother me. It's Unity Wireless, and they do um, they do wireless services. They're fabulous. I get a forty megabit connection uh, to my house, ten megabits from it. My son hosts people for land gaming um, events. Uh, you know, they they love it. They, can, they well, I think the term is low ping bastard. <laughs> what? I haven't heard of that one. But, uh, Carolyn, we've got um, Richard Pascoe on the show tomorrow who is an absolute gun when it comes to all things NBN. So this is probably a question for him. So I've uh, got your details and we'll ask Richard Pascoe tomorrow. But he's all across the NBN and when it's been rolled out and high, what, where, when and all of that. So um, we will answer that question tomorrow for you. John, what industries benefit from high-speed internet? So some of the usual examples are, are things like medicine transferring um, digital images because, you know, X-rays aren't done on films anymore. Mm. Um, sonograms never were. So that's a, that's a pretty sort of classic example. And then the what's called um, advanced manufacturing, which is essentially things like 3D printing, but also... Um, yeah, it's the the reality that the future is uh, is mass customization with mass production, so that every single thing that comes off the production line is customized to the to the customer and you know, sort of built immediately. But there are some less obvious things: um, uh, consultants, accountants, lawyers, engineers, um, uh, you know, insurance assessors. All of these sort of knowledge workers are using services that are located in the cloud increasingly. Um, you don't want to put computers in your office anymore to run your, your email or host your web page or even to be your file server. Like, it's better that everything be in the cloud. You can access it from your, from your computer, from your phone, from a tablet. You can access it in Adelaide, in Sydney, in Singapore. 
um, the the connectivity is sort of becoming ubiquitous. So um, I think it's a, a really interesting thought experiment to try and find industries that can't benefit from access. <laughs> we'll continue this chat after the break. You're listening to 5AA with Jade Robran. And we're talking about our state, and today we are meeting three very influential people taking Adelaide to the world. And it's Adelaide's fast becoming a hotspot for global innovation, and we've been talking about Gig City. John Lindsay is a consultant and company director here for Gig City Project, and I bet there's a, a lot of challenges for startups, you know, in, in South Australia, big tech challenges. What, you know, how can we, re, you know, redress some of those challenges? Well, I think the first challenge, I mean, this is a challenge in my own little startup. I, I have a little cloud uh, consultancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so many young people leave South Australia at the first opportunity. You know, they buy a one-way plane ticket the day they graduate. Um, sometimes those people can be lured back, especially if they're a little bit older now, a bit more experienced, have got a young family because, you know, the grandparents are in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and and I also advise, look at hiring older people because they've actually got lots of experience exactly and there should be so much more of that it's 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 crazy to to miss out on that resource and they know everybody correct (laughs) which is a really good tool here in south australia you can't tap into that that doesn't work in melbourne and sydney and here it's a valuable tool yeah it's absolutely it's absolutely central we we uh, we do everything by by referral in south australia Mm. um and of course, something else with older people—they're often actually quite willing to um, take equity in a business, you know, in lieu of cash. Just like very young people, for the same reason, you know, they have a sort of much more—they um, uh, don't have, you know, liabilities, responsibilities, you know, mm. kids to put through school. Um, the the next thing I think is a lack of ambition. You know, aim better. You know, aim to build a better elephant trap. Think, think, think big. big. <laughs> well, speaking of thinking big, Farron, you started City Mag as a startup 2013, and look at it now. It's tell us how it all began. Yeah, sure. So uh, I started City Mag with my business partner Joshua Fanning, who's the publisher of the magazine, and it's actually really relevant to what John was just talking about. Josh thought that he was going to leave Adelaide, move to Canada. And by chance, he read an article in the Australian newspaper, which was uh, talking to the founders of Oz, which mm-hmm. was a really influential magazine in the 60s. Um, and they, one of the, the guys who founded Oz said something like, I just don't understand why young people don't just try doing something to change things. So we gave it a go. Um, and we created City Mag because we could see, you know, exactly what this whole conversation has been about, that Adelaide is in a, a really acute stage of change. And we thought there needed to be a media brand that reflected that change, really focused on, um, you know, pushing a conversation about what paths we want to take forward, mm. what are the people who are creating change, who are the people who we could support more in creating that change. Uh, and it seems... You know, four years in, we're a new media brand who prints on paper, which is a pretty silly thing to do. Um, but it, you know, it seems it's working. It seems like it's working, and that Adelaide has really responded to that that conversation we're trying to start. And you would have interviewed so many startups. What have been some of their challenges here in South Australia? Yeah, it's interesting actually because I've been interviewing startups for the whole four years mm. that. Um, you know, the the magazine's been around and their challenges have evolved over that time. So initially 
we had people saying that they were isolated in the fields they were working in um, and that there were maybe some regulatory hurdles that they needed to get get over. But now, four years later, those two problems aren't something that people talk about. I think they do feel a lot more connected uh, sure. to other people working in their industry, whether they be overseas, interstate or locally, because we have created these really nice innovation hubs, which sounds mm-hmm. a bit, you know, buzzwordy, but it, it's a it's a real thing that we've done. Um, and also, you know, people have gotten a lot more access to capital now. I think the the fact that Adelaide's brand has been rising, even in a cultural sense, we're now known as kind of like uh, a secret tourism hotspot and things like mm. that. That's really helped businesses who aren't in the tourism sphere get investment internationally because people go, oh, Adelaide, I've heard of that. And, you know, it sort of puts them in a context where, yeah, that's a cool thing to invest in. Now, do you think, Adelaide, it's more than just a lifestyle that's a draw card here? What's what's keeping people here now? Yeah, I think that lifestyle question is is a really interesting one uh, because I think the lifestyle is what people talk about a lot, but we've been able to kind of leverage the lifestyle aspects of Adelaide to create something that's more than lifestyle. Mm. Um, So we're saying... You know, yes, you can have a great lifestyle and the beach is 20 minutes away and there's wine 20 minutes away. Yeah, but also it's a good place to do business and there's a culture, a progressive culture of thinking differently about things. So, we, you know, we start with the lifestyle but we kind of pull it out to be something that has a lot more depth than, you know, a bit of wine and a bit of ocean. John was saying, you know, days gone by, you finished school and you'd get the first ticket out of here. Are you finding <laughs> that they're not doing that so much anymore? Yeah. Or have we still got work to do? I think there's definitely still work to be done. Um, but I think what's really helping is that we're diversifying industries in mm. Adelaide. I think one of the big things was if you wanted to stay in Adelaide 10 years ago, there was a limited number of industries that would support you to do that and to be excellent in Adelaide. Uh, but now there's a lot of pockets of excellence in a lot of really kind of weird little niche industries. Um, Tom and I were speaking about Rising Sun Pictures before we came into the studio. And these are a little Adelaide company, probably not that little anymore, but they have innovated in the film sphere. They work with, you know, the biggest names in Hollywood all the time uh, and they're just like the top of the game mm. in the international uh, realm so when you're a filmmaker coming up in Adelaide now you have you know the, the idea that you could be the best in an area of film from the city which is very cool yeah it's great <laughs> Baron Tom and John thank you very much for coming into the studio appreciate your time thank you thanks exciting